This is now. This for show. Let them know. Here I go. Reservoir. Yo, what's up? Welcome back, man. Welcome back to you. Welcome back to me. I thought we would never get back for a second, but here we are, man. Episode 74, 74. Let me see if make it make, make an echo. Quattro. But yeah, man, so I'm happy to be back. Happy for all y'all to hear everything that's going on. A lot's been going on. Happy football season. We are back. And matter of fact, on that note right there, let me just go and put a pin right there. It is Saturday. It is September 2nd, 2023. Also, my mom's birthday, man. So before I get to anything, um, happy birthday to my mom and to my mother. Uh, the only one I have, the only one I'm going to ever have, man. I know, obviously, we all know that everybody has a mother. Uh, but to my mom, because she listens to most of the episodes, love you. Love you always from now to forever to the end of time you know uh grateful for her grateful for everything she's done for me grateful for everything she's meant to me uh and supporting me supporting everything i've done it's i can go on and on about that but so to the listeners to you all for those of you who have your mother even those of you who don't you know of uh, the for the ones that love their mothers and the ones that because i know there are some bad ones out there um the ones that love your mother or your mother figure you know definitely love on them and treat them well Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. There, there is my PSA for for today. The other thing I wanted to get to, like I told you, it is Saturday and it is football season. <laughs> Finally, I had recently just watched the only game I watched today, the Colorado and TCU game. Now, those of you who watched it, know you already know what I'm talking about. It was insane. Man, what? Nobody thought. Nobody, and I mean absolutely nobody. I didn't hear anybody. Those of you know I produce for ESPN 97.5, Sportsman Radio as well. Those of you know, I know you've listened. You've listened to them. You listen to the people. You listen to uh, uh, sports radio guys, sports television, sports broadcasters, football heads, all of it. Nobody, and I mean just about nobody, thought that the Colorado Buffaloes were gonna come in and beat number ranked number 17 this year, but last year's uh college football playoff runner-ups, you know, run up to the champs. Nobody thought that was gonna happen. The game yesterday today went 45-42. And I couldn't be happier. Now, I'm not saying I'm just some big Corallo, or I said Colorado, whatever, whatever. <laughs> Colorado fan, anything like that, or some big Deion Sanders supporter. I'm not. I'm, I mean, but this game here, I was because they were such a major underdog, and it's almost insane to say, you know, and I'm not going to act like, well, I'm not going to say insane to say, because I'm not going to act like it was without reason. Deion Sanders just got there. He just got to the school. He brought in a bunch of transfers with him. A lot of the guys who are already there quit. You got new coaches, new players, a new system. Everybody's trying to, people don't even know where, people are trying to learn where everything is. People don't know where everything is yet, you know? So, and then you're trying to produce a winning culture, a winning team. The team won one game last year. And now they start the 2023, 2024 season 1-0 against number 17 ranked TCU. It's it's absolutely it's it's crazy, man. And so, but even sticking with that, so Colorado, 
is the first Power 5 school to be a 20-point underdog in a season opener and win since the last one to do that was in 1970. You like that? And those of you, you've read the headlines, or if not, you watched the game. Shador Sanders? I had no I, I knew he was good. I watched him. I watched him at Jackson State. I went to one of I went to one of their games. Those of you who follow our social media, the Rake Room HOU on X now. Now this has changed. Uh rich people beefing and problems. But anyway, on the Break Room HOU on X and the Podcast on Instagram. And they, the Breakroom Podcast One on Facebook saw I went to a Jackson State game when they played PV. PV played Jackson State because it was in Jackson, Mississippi. So I was there. So I seen him. And so man, him and his brother, they were also they were all playing. And so Shadur Sanders, I just you know the defense was putrid. You know the first half, I think it was. TCU might have ran 16 plays and um the and Buffalo, well Colorado might have ran 19 plays in the just in the first half. Do you, for those of you who don't know, you know, I'm pretty sure most of you know football. I, I think my listeners are educated. Uh but for the you know, the casual fans, people who probably didn't play to run 16 or 19 plays in one half of football is absolutely insane. Because you know what that means? That means you're probably scoring the entire time. You know what I mean? So, but obviously, you see the points are really high. It's a track race. It's a track meet. 45 to 42. There was so... The defense that was being played made my stomach hurt. Missed tackles. Blown assignments. You know, it's I can go on and on. And to give them some credit... Usually, let me say this, though TCU is an offensive powerhouse, that we know that. Usually, offense struggles early on in, in the season. They kind of find their rhythm, you know, because people throw the defense, different uh, defensive looks at them and things like that. It's kind of harder to catch your footing when you're the offense starting your season off. Unless... The defense that you're playing it against is so bad that any little hiccups that you make don't even matter. And so that's really what I think. I think the defense on both sides was so terrible. Not saying that the offense wasn't great because people made plays, but the defense was so bad <laughs> that it was a lot easier to make plays when I'm getting that. But uh, I wouldn't even like this episode wasn't even supposed to be about college football. I'm not going too deep into it, but this game was just stood out to me today. And I know the ones who watched it was you were just as astounded as I was. Shadur Sanders, 38 for 47, 510 yards, four, four touchdown passes, no interceptions. Yeah, I could drop everything. I wish I could make more noise and just. It, 80% completion? Are you serious? Are you serious? You know, and, they, and they, he said in the interview, um, him and Travis Hunter, who also had a crazy game, uh, so did Dylan Edwards did too, but um, he said that they let that power five thing go to their head, man, and I loved every second of that because um, those of you who don't know, HBCUs, uh, about HBCUs, um, and their football program, most, uh, just about all HBCUs are FCS. 
for the most part. None of them are FBS, not to my knowledge, at least. And if they are, if if there are any schools in FBS that are HBCUs, they don't get the same recognition. But I'm I'm 99.999% sure that there are no HBCU FBS football programs out there. That being said, they don't get a lot of media coverage. Why? Uh, You could point to a lot of different reasons. Oh, they don't play at the super exciting schools or the uh, ex-championship schools because, you know, we have an FCS championship and an FBS champion. Uh, for FBS, you know, have the college playoffs, you know, that have now come around, come along. And then the FCS championship, um, I forgot who it was this past year, but it was, it's been North Dakota State. For, they've been in the running for it for years since Carson Wentz was playing back in college. Even Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance was uh, in one of them, too. I think he was hurt though. He might have been hurt. But I know he didn't win it this past year. It might have been James Madison or not really sure. I can actually look that up. Give me one second. Oh, oh, crazy, man. Would you look at that? South Dakota State won. They beat North Dakota State. And so, well, yeah, there it is. And so uh these schools usually don't get a lot of media coverage just because well, like A, they're smaller schools. We get it. They have a smaller attendance. You know, we get it. And so by that, by those standards, they have less money because they have, you know, some lower attendance, all that, et cetera, goes into play. Uh, but with that um, in football culture, uh, even starting going back to high school, I know a lot of you can attest to this. And I guess not for the contrarians out there, you know, let's go and throw um, because of I don't say league standards, but uh, league attendance or league you know draftees, uh, a lot of draftees come from FBS schools, and so but by those standards, by those uh, expectations that have been set, people believe purely believe that NFL talent majority of the time will come from FBS schools. Granted, they have more money, so they get to pull in more players, uh, but sometimes uh, with HBCUs. It's a historically black college. Most people that attend and play for those schools are black students or minority students. I mean, you have a few uh, uh, white students that play or Latino students that could play or a lot of other uh, different ethnicities, too. But with that being said, uh, because their their pulling pool is so shallow or so low, people believe that, well, if it's so shallow, that because they just now because it's shallow, they just have a lack of talent. You know, and they probably couldn't compete with some of these other schools when that's not necessarily true. Um, like I said, this wasn't even supposed to be a Shadour Sanders thing or a Dion thing, but um, Dion has, because of, he is Dion Sanders primetime, with that comes a lot of, you know, a light has been shined upon him. Now, there have been, now before Shadour Sanders got to Colorado, there have been multiple. A lot of guys, uh, men and women in their respective sports, who have went from FCS schools and shined at FBS schools, just to throw that out there. So, um, but because of Coach Prom, uh, Coach Deion Sanders has this, you know, just this high, intense public light. He's a public figure. You know, he's kind of bringing a, a more of a light to that. And uh, what I was trying to get to about Shadour Sanders' point, what he said after the game, is that people put too much stock into that that Power Five title or, you know, that claim to fame and thinking that you're an automatic uh, stud on the field because you play in a Power Five uh, conference, you know. 
and we'll get to that uh in probably another I'll, I'll get to that probably in another episode we'll break down how uh college football is kind of headed to two to three big conferences you know now that so many schools are moving around and things are changing but moving away from that moving away from that we got Sunday to look forward to the NFL is back the NFL is back let's take a moment of silence just to just for that, just for that. I'm too hype. I'm too hype. And I don't know why. I don't know why I'm so excited for this NFL season in particular. I'm not even excited as a Houston fan. Maybe because I'm playing a lot of fantasy this year. I don't know. I'm in like three leagues. So I'm, I'm like, I, maybe it's that. Now, I, don't, I don't know why. It's something about, I'm not even excited as a Houston fan. And yes, I said it. I wasn't going to come out and say it so early, but yep, got even, yeah, not even excited for Houston. But I'm just excited to see football again. And Houston, uh, I don't know what to say. We'll, we'll, I'll get to them in a minute, but I'm excited for, to, uh, as a fan for football to come back. Um, it's been a hot summer in Houston don't know why it's, the summer's almost been otherworldly it's been crazy uh but to get football back on the field give me something to you know look forward to on, on sunday uh after service <laughs> the service i go to um and just enjoy it's the sport i love sport i'm beyond passionate about those who know me know and those who know me also know uh that i'm a diehard houston fan of all houston teams but just because I'm a diehard don't mean I'm not going to be critical either. So for the other listeners out there and getting into that, being critical of your team that you like. So we've had cut dates already. Teams have been formed. 53 man rosters have been filled. Also, to add to that, three rookie QBs have been named the starter for week one. One, CJ Stroud for the Houston Texans. Anthony Richardson for the Indianapolis Colts. Bryce Young for the Carolina Panthers. Okay. First three quarterbacks come off the board in the draft too. Now, with that being said, who do you believe, who do I believe uh, just will be the best out of the three? It's a tough question. Now, talent-wise, I... I think CJ and Bryce are a lot closer as far as talent. Anthony Richardson, as far as potential, I think he's better than all of them, potentially. And I don't just mean uh, just off the physical, his physical attributes that which he displayed in the combine, but also, you know, they said that he wasn't most, the most accurate passer coming out of college. But with that being said, his receiving, core, uh, his receiving group had some of the most drop passes in college football at the time. So we can't put that all on him. The point, the direction I'm gonna kind of go from, as far as best or I'm gonna set up, I'm gonna split between best and best season. I can't really choose on who's gonna be the best just yet. But as far as the best rookie season, it's something we can definitely get into. And the route I'm gonna take is looking at their schedule. Who they got? Who got them? I'll be honest. I think some uh, squads are working against a lot more. Not even squads. Some QBs are dealing with a lot more. And I used to think, well, maybe Bryce Young is going to have the toughest season. 
just because his team is kind of devoid of like other superstars. You know, just I hate to use that because we only use usually use superstars as far as terms of like basketball or something. But he really got no other just all-star talent that he can just kind of lean on. You know, this it's kind of just him and the team, the team and him. But then I thought about their division. They're in a void and Tom Brady-less division. Their division's gonna suck. And I mean, and I mean suck really bad. I think actually speaking about their division. Because of that, I think the Saints are going to stand like head and shoulders above everybody else in that division. But I still, I'm still, I am a believer in Derek Carr. Now, what do you mean by that? By believer in Derek Carr, do I think he's going to be an MVP some days? He's going to turn it around like Geno Smith or something? Like Derek Carr at one point in time was a great quarterback. Now, if you want to nitpick and say like, well, yeah, I'm pretty sure everybody was at one point. Well, at one point was too. like Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz used to be a great quarterback. But look at look at him now fighting for a job in the NFL. Derek Carr can be. He can return to greatness. Now, Derek Carr went through a lot in his time in Vegas. Right now, he's in a new city. He's got a new coach new teammates that one year he and I think well somebody somebody could say oh well he played a season with his best friend Devontae Adams which they broke college records with true who is a receiver not the whole team in a stiff stiff division like that that division isn't simple but now now he's moved to the NFC the competition has dropped Defenses that drop. You're in a Tom Brady list division now. The Bucks, who are also about to lose one of their best offensive weapons in Mike Evans, have also they have Baker Mayfield as their quarterback. Their defense is aging. They lost some of their prime defensive defensive tackles. Well, I'd say prime, uh, and Donald Kinsu, who was to eat up two two man blocks. You, they still have their linebackers true, but everybody's getting up in age now. You have Atlanta, who's actually a really young, talented squad. They just haven't figured it out yet. Then you have the Panthers, who lost their, their best offensive weapon in DJ Moore, which I also called that trade, but I lost the I lost the recording. I lost the audio recording for, for when I predicted that trade. I was like, if I were the Bears, I would take DJ Moore from the Panthers and give them the first pick. I would take DJ Moore and an offensive lineman. But whatever, I don't have the footage, so I can't I can't even prove it. But stick with that division. I thought about Bryce Young. What kind of season would he have? He can do just fine. He can have an average season. What do you mean by average? I mean, like, let's say 34, 3,500 yards on the season. Say about 18 touchdowns, touchdown passes. Say about he starts all 17 games. So let's say about, or let's say, let's give him, let's give him 20. Let's give him 19 to 20, 20 touchdown passes. Say about six interceptions on the season. Runs for maybe, and oh man, saying Bryce Young running down the field just sounds terrifying. Not not because of speed, but I don't want him to get hit too hard. But uh let's say he rushes for like three or four. 
four touchdown passes. Oh no, nineteen to twenty touchdown passes. Say four rushing, six interceptions, completes sixty four percent of his passes. That's a starter in the NFL. That's I mean that's a cool rookie starter. It's not bad. It's not great. It's not bad though. It's not fireable. Not tradable. Like you say, rookie rookie season on a somewhat empty team in an empty division. That's not bad. That's cool. He learns the offense. And he, you get Bryce Young, not just for his talent, but for his mind. Great football mind. Can read the defenses. Audible a lot of stuff. We're not gonna I'm not saying what he's gonna be, but saying what he could be. So then he'll just evolve as the uh not just you know talent wise and uh but mentally. He'll just mentally evolve. And then there were two. Let's get into CJ Stroud. Let's go and go Houston before we go Colts. Um, I went the division route with the Panthers, right? And I'll just run through the uh, through their schedule really quick. The Panthers play Atlanta week one, New Orleans week two, Seattle three, Vikings four, Detroit five, Miami six. They have a bye on seven. They come back and play the Texans on eight, the Colts on nine. The Bears on 10, the Cowboys on 11, the Titans on 12, the Bucks on 13, and New Orleans on 14, Atlanta on 15, Green Bay on 16, Jacksonville on 17, and then the Bucks on 18. So, with those being, like, that's a very weak schedule defensively. All those teams that we just named, there might be two you can say that's going to have a stiff defense. Maybe two that you know is going to be a guaranteed for sure lock on defense. You can maybe make the case of the you can make the case for the Cowboys. I'm thinking, looking at something that maybe Miami. Everybody else is eh. Eh? Yeah, the defense is pretty... I mean, the schedule is pretty weak. Bryce Young could do that. 19 to 20. 20 touchdown passes. Six interceptions. 35-ish. 34-ish to, to 36-ish, 7-ish, 100 yards on the season. Say four uh, rushing touchdowns. 64. 63 to 64% uh, completion on his passes. It's not bad. It's not great. It's not bad, though. Doesn't just blow you away for a rookie, but it doesn't shun you away from him either. But the next next team I was talking about, I was getting into the Texans. CJ Stroud has the... He might... There's some things that develop with JT with the Colts, but we'll get to that. He might have the toughest situation. A, there's a new head coach. A, B, you're a new quarterback. Three, the team you just came on is a team that had a a bunch of one and two year deals the year before. A lot of names changed. A lot of things on the board changed while you were coming in. People didn't even have a set system for you to fall into. Everything was in motion. 
and you had to be in motion with it. The Texans are in a weak division, which is true. We know this. Houston, the Colts, Jacksonville, and the Titans. Very weak division. Another team is also having a rookie quarterback. Another team, while granted, they balled out in the playoffs and almost beat the Chiefs, is in an evolving situation. Again, Calvin Ridley back. They're going to fit, have to fit him into the offense. Though they're, they're, they're ascending, they haven't arrived yet. And for those of you thinking, it, doesn't that mean they're just getting better? Or doesn't that mean that they're just, though you are growing, growing is not without change. Just throwing that out there. They are, while you are growing, growing isn't always smooth. When you're getting better, you don't just smooth. It's not always you just smoothly improve. That rarely happens. Though Doug Peterson is a great coach, great coach. They're still going to be have some things that has to get better. Their defense in particular. The defense isn't great. Offense can't carry all the way. Those who know, those who know sports, those who watch it. You can't just have a great offense. You got to have somewhat of a present defense. Vice versa. You can't just have an all-world defense with no offense. You won't win. You won't win. You won't go far like that. But just going through the Texans schedule, they got the Ravens week one, the Colts week two, Jaguars three, Steelers four, Atlanta five, Saints six. They got a bye on week seven. Panthers eight, Tampa nine, Bengals 10, Cardinals 11, Jags 12, Denver 13, Jets 14, Tennessee 15, Browns 16, Titans 17, Colts again at 18. That's a tough that that's a tough schedule. There are about eight locks on defense I can name out of those. Browns. Jets, Broncos, Bengals, eh, I won't go Tampa, Steelers, Baltimore is questionable. Baltimore, those who know, also recently added, maybe a couple weeks ago or a week ago, they added Jadavion Clowney to their roster. Now you're thinking, okay, man, Jadavion Clowney had a bunch of rushes or quarterback hurries. For the Browns, and that helped Miles Garrett so much, and all that blase blase. Yes, that is true. But for them to sign him to almost a week or two before the season lets me know that they are not confident in their pass rush. So something's arrived for you to even go out and get him. Okay. So that's why they're questionable. So maybe not eight, maybe about five which is way more than I can say about uh, the Panthers. So uh, also before I even get to the, uh, before I even get to the Colts, everything is evolving around uh, CJ Stroud. Everything is moving. Everything is changing. You didn't really have too many offense standouts besides Damian Pierce, who I'm so glad that they got Devin Singletary to back him up and not run Damian Pierce into the ground. So great, but we uh they, so they added different signals that they have a uh a running back who can a great catch out of the backfield. There's still a lot of defenses and every they don't have a real a set offensive identity just yet. The Colts, Anthony Richardson, right? He's gonna struggle for a, a, 
a lot of reasons. You know, it's so it's so awesome that we finally got Dan Schneider out of the NFL. But Jim Ursay to not be outdone said, no, you know what? Since my friend, not not knowing if they're actually friends or not, since Dan Snyder is gone, somebody needs to take up the mantle as the worst owner in the NFL. Well, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not by now. No, it's not fun anymore. No. Not even. Literally, Dan Snyder gets fired, and Jim Mercer is like, hold my beer. <laughs> Sensational. Hopefully, he didn't follow in his footsteps with all the uh, the lawsuits against him, crimes, all the criminal activity, uh, the things for sexism, racism. All, hopefully didn't follow those footsteps for those things but as far as just bad moves with the team he's right behind him Jonathan Taylor as you all know is has requested a trade and that could not have been the that could have been that is one of the worst things that could have happened for Anthony Richardson JT great running back he didn't have a great season last year though due to injuries missed some time things like that he didn't have a great season last year but we know the talent is there he's very capable for you to lose your running back a great running back at that who let's let's be honest Anthony Richardson now he can make a throw he's in the NFL now we're gonna we're gonna respect that 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 title I guess that came with him being drafted he now has a money He's an NFL quarterback. But let's be honest. We all knew it was kind of coming. He's going to be running the ball a lot. He can run. He's athletic. Yeah, we know he can throw. But we know his le- his le- his legs are his calling card. He can run. And so I was thinking that, man, if you get Anthony Richardson with JT, the option is the option plays are going to be insane. Jonathan Taylor, speed and power runner. Anthony Richardson, also good with his legs. The option play was going to be insane. It was going to be what I thought it was going to be in Tennessee with Malik Willis and Derrick Henry. Except Anthony Richardson is like twice or three times the athlete of Malik Willis. That being said, though, their season is... Let's go down the schedule and then I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna just fill you in on it. They start off the season going against the Jags. Week two, Houston. Week three, Baltimore. Week four, the Rams. Week five, Titans. Week six, Jags. Week seven, Browns. Eight, Saints. Nine, Panthers. Ten, New England. They have a bye on 11. 12, the Bucks. 13, Tennessee. 14, the Bengals. 15 Steelers, 16 Falcons, 17 Raiders, 18 Houston. Very average season. I want to say average and difficulty. Let's say like those of you who play video games, you have the easy, the medium, and the tough, the hard. We'll give that a medium. Fighting for my life. Y'all killing me with this. Anthony Richardson. Rookie quarterback, he's going to struggle. He's a rookie. He's going into a league he's never played at. It's a speed that he's never played at, played in before. A medium schedule. Let, let's think of it like a game. You give the stick, you give the controller to a friend who's never played it before. Or how about this? Think about it like this. I know you all have friends. I know you all have friends. Think about giving an iPhone 
to someone who's had an Android their entire life. I know those of you, you remember when you made the switch? Don't be fake. Don't be fake. We all had an Android at one point. You remember when you made the switch over to iPhone and had that button? You, it was like, what is this button for? What, how's one button supposed to help me get everywhere I'm trying to go? On the phone. It wasn't just to turn your screen your screen black. It wasn't just to go back home. It what? It's like giving an iPhone to an someone who's never had an iPhone before, and all they know is Android. That's what Anthony Richardson is walking into when he comes to the NFL. Also, coming to a team that's losing their their best their previous best offensive weapon. It's tough. It's gonna be tough. Based off what we've seen, I can see CJ Stroud having the toughest run of the everything. He has a few more uh, more offensive weapons than uh than both of them, Anthony Richardson and Bryce Young. But the team is in flux. New coach, new coaches, new staff. New players, new vets. The same vets ain't even there no more. Offensive line, horrible. Defense, horrible. One good one good uh, running back who was almost rookie of the year last year. That's it. That's what you're working with. Tough schedule. As far as what the, uh, the schedules we graded out of the three, <laughs> Texans, tough schedule. Colts, medium schedule. Panthers, easy, easy level schedule. As far as what can happen, I'm seeing Bryce Young probably having the best rookie season. Actually, Anthony Richardson and CJ Stroud both equally having a bad rookie season. Bryce Young, I can see Bryce Young having an average season. And I can see CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson struggling for their first rookie season. We wish them the best, though, for their team's sake. Yeah, man, so I'm uh, going to be honest with y'all. So y'all can follow the Break Room HOU on X. Got to get that right. Make sure I get that right. On X. Uh, follow Podcast on Instagram or TheBreakroomPodcast1 on Facebook. Going to be me solo, man. Getting back to y'all. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Follow those pages. Uh, follow me at Charles3 underscore on air. We're going to be uh, getting back to these episodes, having them come out weekly. Also, one thing else, man, we're going to have some really special, cool guests coming on very, 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 very soon. Y'all get the announcement on X, on Facebook. I mean, what? I don't have, we didn't, we didn't do the, I didn't do the threads for, uh, I don't even know how threads work on Instagram, but whatever. We didn't do the threads. Mike, think about it. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, we'll get, we might get the message out on Instagram too. To them, man, y'all take it easy. They say, follow me at Charles3 underscore on air on X. And here I am trying to remember my own Instagram, man. I know. Follow me, Charles underscore on air on Instagram. Oh yeah, man, I'll take it easy, man. We'll catch y'all next time. It's gonna be alright. I done been around the world four times looking for parking. Finally found a condo that still feel like apartment. Out south, my foul mouth started sounding like apartment.